One of the most um, memorable things is that day when you guys came back and um, it was the day before you guys got the results, yeah. right? And she was there. And and then we were, we were just talking, whatever it was. And, you know, she's being her bubbly self. And... But then she had explained how bad the chemo was and how she was just praying to God that she'd have two minutes of just rest or where she wasn't going to be, wasn't sick or whatever, just two minutes. And the pain and the nausea, nausea and, and the being confined in the little area. And, um, and then they had taken, you know, there was the titanium plate on her head mm -hmm. and then she had, um, a was it a shunt? And so, and then, and then there was some mesh inside the t titanium plate. Right. Right. And, and so I'm, and she had just gotten through explaining that. And I said, Victoria, you know, what do you think about this whole cancer thing? She's like, well, I'd have to say it's 65% good and 35% bad. And I'm looking at her like, <laughs> I'm looking at her and she has gone through hell. Yeah. And she says 65% good and 35% bad. How does somebody have that, you know? So, I never understood it either. Awesome. And Scotty, the, the, one of the worst was when we were sitting uh, pre at the meeting previous to the, uh, uh, the meeting previous to the uh, transplant. So you sit down with the director of transplant, you know, in CHLA, to explain to you um, the horrible process, you know. Because I, I, I don't know uh, what is the purpose, but they really have to tell you, like, the worst scenario, right? So you got to listen to all the bad things your child is going to go through. So um, here we are sitting, you know, the, the, the four of us with the director and explaining, you know, what Victoria is going to go through. And all these horrible things, uh, it's like getting burned inside, she's going to experience this, Victoria, you're going to experience that, because you're 15 already, you have to know that all the things are going to happen to you, so your skin may get a burn from it. It's, uh, Pure chemotherapy is not diluted because we ask, you know, what's the difference between getting chemotherapy, like the regular chemotherapy, and this time, well, it's pure, it's not diluted and nothing. So it's going to your system, and that's why transplant, uh, this this chemotherapy kills all your good cells, and that's why your bone marrow is wiped out. Like, you end up with no immune system, and it's, that's why all the process. But it's just uh, what that poison is going to do to your body is horrendous going into and then then the, victoria and brianna will speak all the time how they want to have children and all that and become aunties and um so um here the doctor is saying and one of the things that you're going to experience is that you will never be able to be a mother mm. you know and explain medically you know uh and literally scientifically what she was going to go through and you won't be able anymore to have a child become pregnant after this you know all your possibilities are going to be down to zero so you won't have you won't have the opportunity. So here I am, you know, we are all getting heartbroken. Brianna, you can tell that she was about to burst in tears. And we were all just like, do I, it's like a crucifixion, you know? And uh, I remember she said, right there, stop the doctor. Doctor, doctor, can you stop? Can you give me a minute? You know how she was? And, and she's smiling. And I'm like, I'm a, I mean, I was lost. I was about this close to say, I, I think we really need to rethink about transplant, right? Um, it was our first time to listen to all that. And uh, here's uh, Victoria say, Doctor, can I tell you something? 
And I'm like, what is she going to come out with? <laughs> There's no telling. Yes. Oh, my God. And she said, you're telling me all these bad things. And it's like I'm still seeing her clearly. You're telling us all, telling me all these bad things are going to happen to me. All that I'm going to, won't be a mommy. Uh, and all those bad things are going to happen to my body. And I just feel like you're telling me I'm going to Disneyland. I feel like you're telling me that something good is going to happen to me. And and that wasn't like, the moment was so um, serious, so like, I mean, there was not, previous to it was, we, we just came from something that was motivational. Uh, you know, we just came from church, we just came nothing. We were just we were like expecting, what are we going to hear from this meeting, you know? And here is like, our spirits were like more fearful than right to a meeting like that and she come out with this like smiling and said you feel like you're telling me I'm going to Disneyland I just feel like I don't know what it is but I just feel like wow I'm gonna go through all this and I look at her and um, and Brianna you can tell I remember seeing Larry like kind of lost and I remember looking at Brianna Mary look at me like is she okay and I'm like Victoria and uh, no mom yes I feel like I wish I could have like a camera be taping you know that reaction and I'm like I don't know if she's understanding what's happening uh, so anyway the doctor says wow this is the first time that I'm sitting with a teenager and reacts like that <laughs> but then, let me tell you Victoria you have an awesome way to say things uh, that's what you think yeah it's like going to this and like right and, and I think he's trying to also understand her reaction and said, but let me tell you, you are awesome. And well, you know what someone said that you, um, you're hearing something like that. Like, you, but that's very typical of her. That to, I don't know. I I think it was a way to see suffering her way. And she is a very faithful girl. And I I really at that moment didn't understand. And afterwards, uh, Deanna talked to mom. I feel like I want to cry. I really, I I um, if I was Victoria, I would not be taking this. And 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 we talked to Victoria, and she said, why not? It's okay. I can do this, you know. But <laughs> we're like, especially that. I feel like you're telling me that I'm going to. Because she compared to those days going to Disneyland. Imagine those days that you feel that hap, going to a happy place, uh, <laughs> Victoria. But she was she was aware of everything. She was aware of the suffering. She was aware of what what's going on. Was aware that she was going to go to a very tough. Of course, once she was there, of course, uh, you know, she realized it was. Um, was that she could imagine, but she still went through the journey in a very well. strong spirit. You know, she had a tremendous faith. Yeah. Well, like I said, and, and was so that was before we had that talk, or that was after she went through the chemo and after the, the bone marrow? That was, before, that was before. That, bef- that was right before the uh, starting bone marrow because yeah. they had to have this meeting with the family to explain to you what is the process and. And she's just like, can't hurt me. (laughs) It's like, almost bring it on. You know, I'm a warrior. I can do this. And she always faced things with such a face, such a strength. Hmm. I, um, you know, I've heard people talk about that time is our most precious resource, our most limited resource. And I always thought that was the case until I heard somebody make an argument on a different uh, aspect of that. And he said, it's not about time. It's about energy because if you have a lot of energy you can do a lot more in a lot smaller amount of time right because if you're tired and have a headache and you're supposed to study you're probably not gonna you know 
take a lot of it in. But if you're up and you got a lot of energy and you know, you're going to take it in a lot faster and applying that to life. So one of the, and I, I mentioned this on a lot of the podcasts because it's something that's such a big part of my life as far as my, my, my outlook, Bruce Lee, one of my heroes, that guy was amazing. He died the year after I was born in 1977. And there are repercussions today from that guy. And he was only 32 years old. Mm, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't time, right? That wasn't what helped him make his impact. It was the energy. And then I read this book he has called Striking Thoughts and his philosophy. and, and, And basically, Victoria was living up to what he was saying she was doing. And so where does that insight come from? You know, how, how does a 15 year old little girl get that type of wisdom, insight, discernment, whatever energy, what is it? Where does it come from? I, I just, I still wonder that, you know, I saw that clearly, you know, she, she had a tremendous faith in Jesus. So, um, you know, we all rely on something that we feel is our, you know, how can I say it? Um, the light of our life, the one that someone that uh, some something someone people chooses whatever, uh, and Victoria definitely I believe that um, it was her face. Yeah, we give her that face, but um, like she said, I think I I give thanks to uh, uh, thanks to my cancer, I got closer to God, and she always made sure that thanks to the cancer she got she was close, but she got closer. Uh, right before she was diagnosed, she recently had first communion, uh, you know, as a Catholic. And um, she will go to Mass every Sunday. She was the altar server. And I do think that she had already a relationship with God. But um, cancer, I believe that uh, definitely Jesus uh, and Victoria ended up having a, a closer relationship once she was diagnosed and, she's, and she met suffering uh, from very young, like many other children. But um, in that way, in that case, she already had a, a friendship with Jesus, and I think yeah. that evolved in a closer relationship with Jesus. So for her, I believe that was absolutely um, her uh, strength came from Jesus Christ. And she went from a girl. It was funny. You take her to the doctor, and she was sick. And if she just thought she had to get a shot, we go in there. And, well, doctor, I don't know why I'm here. I'm feeling okay. I mean to. Hit me with your best shot, you know. I mean, just went from that fear factor to just nothing. I don't know. I never saw her falter or crack or anything. She always had a smile, even when they kind of told us we've exhausted everything we can do and, and you know, this is it. And, and she looks at the doctor. So I'm in the ocean, and I'm on a block of ice that's shrinking. She said, yeah, pretty much. She goes to the doctor and says, you know what? I can swim. She she always found, I don't know. I think at the end, uh, you know, everything translated into um, she had a tremendous amount of hope. Yeah. So she has this virtue very strong in her. So whatever she went through, she always saw, uh, well, what can I say? I have an enormous amount of, of, of um, uh, you know, content of my conversations with her. Or she will just tell me some things, and I'm like, oh. Oh, I'm like, how did you, where did you hear this, Victoria? <laughs> she said, I know it. <laughs> I said, because uh, something people may think that Larry and I will sit down and give them all this speech well, and she will learn, right? She was, um, yeah, we, you know, of course, we will talk to our children and she will have friends and 
but um, when she was diagnosed with cancer, she was 11, and she was reading only those books from school at that age, you know, those funny books or whatever. Uh, we took it to church all the time, but um, she was not uh, reading those, you know, spiritual books where you, when you're older and you feed yourself with all these ideas and uh, teachings, you know. She was like, um, she was, I don't know, I still believe, like I said, you know, she ended up having a good relationship with Jesus. Because oh, yeah. yeah. she came, she, she was teaching us, uh, us too. How do you think <clears throat> that has affected your guys' faith? I mean, I, I, that's just one of those things where I, um, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta question, you gotta question life, right? And ha had you had any struggles with your faith from that happen happening or did it strengthen your faith or was it a process? It shook mine. Um, you know, I, I think the thing that helped not break it for me was her positiveness of this and I kept going you know she's getting this from from God you know and I gotta follow it but it shook my it's like man what you know I just came through my stuff I mean I, I became a Catholic and two weeks later uh, I get a double pulmonary embolism mm -hmm. I've given less than 20% chance I'm leaving the hospital two weeks after that she's diagnosed with cancer and it's like Jeez, man, what did I do? I just wanted to become a Catholic, and it's like, did did I <laughs> did I piss him off? No, did I, of is he right. telling me, hey, man, I don't want you go back to the way you were, or what? I mean, you go through all these of these thoughts, and it 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 was a struggle, but she's strong. She kept me on track, and so. Well, yeah. I always oh, no. Go ahead. Well, the importance of family. I was just gonna say. Yeah. But yes, I, I think at the end, uh, we all face, uh, even though we're, uh, we can be a, a close cell, uh, you know, as a family, we, we, we were very close all the time. Um, at the end, you also face uh, uh, the, the situation as an individual, you know, individually as a mother and father, individually as a man and a woman. And we all, uh, yes, we are one body, but at the same time, each, each part has a function. And, uh, you know, I, I think um, from his part, it uh, has his own way. And uh, like in, in faith, everything was tested to, uh, to both. In my case, um, you know, I, I just, uh, yes, of course, you question what's going on. You know, this, your life, you thought it was perfect, and all of a sudden it shifted to this direction. And we, many people, we may ask, what did I do wrong to deserve this, right? We always want to, because we think that, yeah. We are all so good that we deserve everything to be good around. Um, but um, then we realized, that, uh, in my case, I realized that uh, our life is just filled with um, uh, the blessings and the crosses. And I'm not saying the, the cross is not a blessing, but um, at, the end, uh, at the end, I ended up, uh, Victoria always said that cancer was a blessing for her. So having cancer be a blessing, right? I had a very hard time, a uh, very hard time uh, processing that part when she used to say, Mom, cancer is a blessing for me. And as a mother was like, uh, I just don't, it's not a blessing. <laughs> I was <laughs> going up, but I never told her that. I would just let her think of whatever she was uh, uh, thinking and believing. 
because uh, every at the end it seemed like that was enriching her life more, right? And um, but from my perspective of faith, I it strengthened more because I saw then uh, I saw that uh, believing in, uh, in 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 God and having a faith in 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 God and, and specifically you know have feeling Jesus and Victoria's life. Um, it is not all about just walking in clouds and flowers and, and, and joy and the sun and everything is so beautiful, but the reality of the challenge of life and the crosses. And um, it's when I, I believe that I, when I felt that Jesus was walking very, very close to us. I don't think that sometimes we realize how close it is when we're in the joyful times. We feel like, uh, hey, you know, uh, this is our happy time. So um, that is from my very much my own perspective. Uh, feel like blessed, it, you know how blessed I am, and um, and it's funny because um, I had I think I had to say at the end of the day what Victor used to say. I think uh, at one point it, the blessing came feeling God so close from Victoria. To I, it's it's like it was very amazing. Uh, I don't want to praise my daughter because it's, it's not her. I know there's a lot of children and people in that situation, uh, but I have to speak from my own experience as a mother, and absolutely, uh, it was what a uh, experience to watch someone so young, um, you know, having this faith and seeing from very close, like Jesus was right there, very close to her. And it was an extraordinary experience for me as an individual with my own child. I believe that. I, I mean, <clears throat> part of the reason that we're here talking as well is because I feel like everywhere she went, that there was just a light that was a, that emanated from her. You know, whether it was the energy, whether it, whether it was it was God. Um, you know, I I think so as well. I think that that is what gave her the strength. Um, you know, I know there are people out there that think otherwise, that don't believe in God or whatever, and and that's cool. That's that's their deal. But again, all we can take is our own experience. And I have seen, you know, how in the hell can a little girl say sixty five percent good and thirty five percent bad after she just went through hell and back on on that? That does not come from an individual. I don't believe. I I think that is. Definitely faith. That is definitely oh. her faith. And yeah. and so whatever that was now, was she always, so so you just turned into a Catholic. Were you, before that, were you a, a different, were you Protestant or were you? Methodist. Methodist, but okay. not participating in church very much. I, I got into it because she and the kids were in it. And I thought I've got to support this and and move over to it. And the, the father at the church at that time was a great guy and we had some talks and I thought, you know, he's pretty pretty genuine guy. So, you know, I, I moved over to it. So And so growing up, Victoria, was she always going to church with you or how did that work? Yeah, well, um, you know, a um, little bit of history here. Uh, when we got married. We uh, have to go through all this process and uh, uh, because I had to respect his faith, you know, I wasn't, I, I must still respect his direction and what he was born with, you know, he was baptized, so, uh, and I had to sign a document to that where I was not going to press my husband on becoming Catholic. <laughs> really? Yes, that's oh, yeah. that's the process with the Catholic Church, so uh, we... Um, so the Catholic Church gives you that 
paperwork he, to not tell your husband not this to. This is I had to respect him on his on, oh, wow. on his religion, and I uh, that I uh, I okay he can join on his own will, but I will not uh, obligate my husband to become. And then he had to sign a document where he has to sign uh, over me that I with the and, and then I wouldn't interfere with the kids on 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 choosing if they want to choose being Catholic, they he has to allow them, or and vice versa. Oh wow! So, but um, you know that he we have to respect that. So, uh, Larry left it all on me. You know, okay, no, that's okay. If he wants to grow, you know, uh, uh, raise our children Catholic, that's fine. And I needed to also respect his side without having to, you know, have the vision. It's just a very interesting part of it. But um, yeah, we I decided that I was going to start raising Ben and Victoria both and and going to church and have a relationship with God. You know, because that's what I did when I was very young, since very young. So yeah, they um, and then I uh, they went through the sacraments and then Victoria, um, they, Victoria and Brianna both wanted to become ultra servers, so uh, which is you know uh, over there too for mass and uh, they were uh, ultra servers when Victoria got ill and then uh, things started happening, but yeah that was an involvement you know just a, like any regular parent take your child to to church and go through uh, Catholic you know sacraments and. Uh, First communion and all that. So yeah. it was, it was uh, like a regular family going to church and having uh, your children just coming with you, with you to the, uh, to the church. So pretty much normal. That's cool. I when I grew up, so my mom, my dad never really went to church, you know. So it was my mom, and she would push us, and it was a Protestant church. Um, but my best friend was Catholic, so I would also go to catechism and stuff with him. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, because for us at that age, you know. It, for us, we weren't really searching for a spiritual guidance or anything. We're just being kids, you know. Yeah. That's kind of how I see it. And so we'd go to, he'd come with me and we'd do the Royal Rangers and go out and uh, go, you know, camping and stuff like that. And then I'd just go to catechism and whatever. We would just raise hell pretty much wherever we went. Like We'd just be <laughs> mischievous little little kids, you know. But then later in life, you know, we have... We, we connect on other levels, you know? And so he was just here the other day. Um, how did the Methodist... So if you didn't go to church that often, nobody really cared probably because they didn't know, I would imagine. Or or did you get any flack becoming a Catholic? No, didn't get any <clears throat> flack. Um, my, my parents were believers in God, but I, I guess very loosely, you know? they My dad always believed in following the Ten Commandments and treat people as you want to be treated and, and follow the, the good book. But I guess they didn't feel they had to go to church all the time. We went on, on occasions like Easter or Christmas or or that, but they weren't ones that, you know, every weekend we got to go. But, um, you know, I've kind of learned that through her. When we got married, I, I just started accompanying her because of taking the kids. I thought I got to be there to support it. And it was a choice because I was respecting him. Yeah. Not supposed to respect his... Um, um, he was invited. This is an invitation only. <laughs> um, you have to become anyone. Uh, that's no, cool. I, that's I. I feel like um, if you promise to do something, you bet. You you know you have to achieve it. So, so I promised I wasn't force him. So it's a lot on him. If he wants to, he doesn't. It's okay. Uh, you know. So he decided to join. Well, I think that was a good choice. I think so. I mean, obviously, you know, just. Your daughters are amazing little girls, you know? Oh, so thanks. it's pretty cool. I, I guess 
And then now the whole idea of the podcast is people that have overcome adversities and, and are still dealing with adversity. And obviously, I don't think um, you've overcome this adversity because I don't think that's something that you ever overcome. I think you always just have to deal with it and figure out ways to to sit and, um, you know, try to see the good instead of look at the bad or, or when you feel emotions, try to, you know, discern and point it in a positive direction. Is there anything now, now that Victoria has passed, is there anything, or, or I guess what gives you the the push to be positive or is there anything that you are uh that you are saying you know what i'm gonna do this positive or i i'm i'm dealing with this issue and i have the choice of to go bad or to go good but i'm gonna go i'm, I'm gonna try to be positive what what is that i'm well i i think it's a combination of things i think one i've got to keep going for her and i've got to keep going for brianna you know, I mean, it's she lost her sister, and she kind of feels alone. And they were how how many ages? How many years Just apart? A year apart. Yes, uh, one year apart. Yeah, well, one year, I, I three did, months. Thank you, exactly. three months. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel that you know she's got to know that we're here for her as long as we can be here, and you know I don't want to. She suffered a big loss. I don't want her to have to suffer a second loss. So, not right now. In 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 the correct time, yes. So you know. Uh, I have my days. Uh, every time I drive up the 15 by the cemetery, it's it's tough. It's tough. But you have just things that tell me is, hey, you know what? There's more to life. You got your wife. You got your daughter, and and a lot of friends out there. And you know, you, you just got to keep going. If Vicky was here, that's what she'd be telling me, Dad. You know, I don't want you sad. I want you to keep going. So that's, well, you, he covers the family perspective. You know. Um, to me is um, I think as uh, now I'm able to see it from the point of view uh, right at the beginning it wasn't you know because you're in such a, a tremendous heavy pain the heartache and the mental ex except, uh, being successful mentally emotionally uh, physically and spiritually with the loss with the loss of I don't know if I want to call it loss of your child but having to having to give back to God your child it is a, a tremendous uh, experience, you know, something that I don't wish to anyone. Um, but but I have to say this now. I can say this. Um, I I had no idea that Victoria was able to see almost like ahead what we could face in the future. And to me, uh, something that I it's coming back to my mind is that request, those two requests of legacy that she has. That was one right at the beginning of diagnosis when she was like 11 plus or something, close to 12, and then she told her mommy, I want a legacy, that she was like a little kid because she looked like younger than 11. <clears throat> and she said, I want a legacy. And uh, I had no idea that she, you know, how did she know that word, first of all? <laughs> yeah. uh, we never talk about it. You know, how uh, I was alone in the car with her. We just went to get ice cream because we were on radiation. And um, and then she said, Mommy, I'm gonna, uh, Mommy, I want to say something to you. I said, yes, go ahead, honey. I thought she was going to say that ice cream is so good or something. She said, I want a legacy. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. um, legacy to me is when someone knows that it's going to die, right? 
And I'm like, oh, it hurts. Because I'm like, she is too little to know about legacies and stuff. So, and I'm like, uh, you want a legacy? She said, yeah, mommy, I want a legacy. But since it hurt me so much to hear her say that, because uh, I'm expecting her, her to get cured, right? I said, well, then we'll talk about it later on. And we never did talk about it again oh, wow. for the, throughout those years until it's in transplant, just finishing transplant. We were getting ready like a few days before going home. And um, she's talking to this um, nurse. And this nurse, they became very good friends here because they spent like five weeks in the hospital. Some of them spent like months in months. Rihanna, uh, Victoria only spent like five weeks. And um, uh, uh, and then she says, the nurse, uh, the nurse leaves the room and then she's like, they, she's so joyful. Victoria has like a, a special light, you know, when she can, uh, you know, it, she was, it was very special to witness that. And then she turned to me and she said, see, mom, I told you. I want a legacy. I want a legacy of joy. I want people to remember me with joy and that it's possible to go through adversity with joy. And then it's just like a flashback to when she was just diagnosed and a few months later she's saying the same thing. And that uh, now has impacted me like a fuel, like a spark, like a light. It's like a turn around the pain, mom. Remember what I said to you. Let's do. Let's. I want a legacy of joy for others. It's like she was preparing the path of how to recover from such a devastation, and now the focus is others. It's not anymore taking her, her seeing her, loving her. Uh, you know, not anymore. It's like mom. Now do this for somebody else. And that legacy, I feel like it's like. It's like um, a tremendous motivation and a way to recover and now, you know, have joy again in life. I, that's, that's, that's now what I can see. But if you would ask me the same question like two years ago, uh, my response would have been different. But now since I have experienced that joy, seeing other kids and other families receiving, uh, and those kids, are some of them are dying, you know, and they... The, the, receiving the messages from the mothers on text message or voicemail and saying, uh, you know, this is beautiful. Thank you. You had done. Uh, I, I've seen. I've seen my child smile, but not like this. Thank you so much uh, for bringing those gifts for my child or helping us with gas or whatever. I'm talking about what now we're doing on Victoria's uh, legacy. Um, I'm like you, little stinky. Victoria, you knew that this was going to bring me a lot of joy now. You prepared this for the family. But that's my experience, right? From my part, uh, it's an authentic joy that now I experience. And it's like, oh, thank you, honey. You did it well, my love. I love you. Uh, we were about to leave the event. So she's, okay, I said, sit down here in this small living room. Sit down here. I said, um, we'll come back. We will uh, come back to, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell her we're leaving. And mom, I'm so sorry to disappoint you. You're not disappointing me. I'm so sorry that I was trying to tell you what to say. And I know that you don't function like that. And you're my daughter, and that's what, made, the, and, uh, that's what mattered to me. None, nothing else. Now I want your well-being. Your well-being is too. For us to go back home and you can rest. So she said, okay, let me rest over here. And, um, and I went to the sit again with Larry and Brianna. It was a gal. It was a nice place. It was a nice thing. And I told Larry, I think we're going to go home. What? Yes. It doesn't feel good. And I want the well-being of Victoria before anything. 
I'm gonna have to go and tell them that Victoria won't. I mean, it won't be in the in the speech and all that. I'm like, oh, but sorry, Victoria's first. So, I we were sitting and discussing, you know, and uh, they come to tell me, oh, Victoria's gonna be ready. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, do I tell them that she won't be going up in the stage and all that? With uh, what's his name? Grant. Grant, because he is the uh, the the guy to do also do the uh, well, uh, options. Well, filling a piece yeah, of this because oh, we were wondering. We're sitting at the table. We're both talking like, "Oh God, we're going to leave. We feel bad." <laughs> yes. And we see this guy sitting there with her. It's like and there was like a, she used to sit down in the, in the back in a, those uh, like a sitting area they have for people wanting to go away from all the noise, you know. And Grant, Grant goes over, and we didn't know who this guy was. This guy Never was. met him. Just going, what the hell's going on? You know, she's <laughs> sitting with my daughter, and but she had a smile on her face. So I thought, okay, whatever he's telling her, it's it's good. And then, did they both come over, or she came over? No, and no, said, no. I feel I better know, now. No, no. I went there. I went there. Oh, okay. to, I said, wait, oh, let me see who is that man sitting with my child. So I went like, I'll be right back. So I went there, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm approaching, and I I can tell that he was like, oh, that's must be mommy. He said, hi, I am Grant Snyder. I am. The, uh, the auctioneer of the event. I saw that, I guess this she's Victoria, right? She's supposed to be with me, yes. Oh, I just met her and I'm talking to her. She does not feel good. I told her that I'm very sorry. He was, she's, he is such a, such a great man and gentleman. Great. And then um says, but um, I told her that I just, look at, look at mom, I'm real, you know. I I have friends, uh, they have uh, an orphanage in, in, um, in um, Kasisi in Africa. And I know these nuns. And I just call sister right now and say, put Victoria in prayer, please. Because she is going to the stage. She just said she wants to go to the stage. So I, I call sister and she said, I'm having my nuns right now in prayer for Victoria to go up on stage. <laughs> and then Victoria says, yep, I feel better now. So I'll go with you on the stage. And I'm like, what? You just told me you want to go home. You just told me, I'm like, oh, but we were going home and, and he's, and, and, she said, oh, Victoria, whatever. No, nope. I feel perfect. I'm going up on the stage with him. So, Mom, you go sit down with my dad, and I'll see you later. And he says, are you sure, Mrs. Medeman? Are you okay with it? I said, you know, if I say no, she's also, she's yeah. say like, oh, yeah. oh, I'm going to do it. Mom, this, this is the way I'm going to go. And I'm like, okay, Victoria, just make sure, please, uh, just, you're okay, no headache, no I'm willing for us to go home. I want her well-being. And so, and he was also like, Victoria, whatever you want. He says, no, no, I feel perfect. Let's go. She got with him. And it's about, it's the people are clapping, you know, this, the uh, event is starting and all that. She goes there and that girl. Oh, he kept her up there the whole time. <laughs> the whole she time. was just supposed to be up there 10 minutes. Like, or less. Yeah. And then the bidding started declining. It, it was slowing down. And then he says, Victoria, talk to these guys. Let them know what this is about. And oh, she so raised funny. an extra, what, almost 30000 uh, bucks. I don't know. I think she said that. Uh, they said that Everybody next, opened so. their wallets. This is going to really help. And, and, yeah, and, she told them that. Open and your boy, the, it was like it just exploded in there. <laughs> so it was pretty good. She she had her ways. So. And, that's, and going into that thing that... Uh, Telling her what to do. That was the only time that I was trying to tell her why write something, and it went really bad. <laughs> I just was like, okay, God, this, you are you are in control, so I'll, I'll let you work through her. Whatever. She was good at speaking. I call it off the cuff, but I guess speaking from the heart. You know, she didn't need a script or anything. She could just. She became a great public speaker. I mean, well, I agree. You know, she totally. it wasn't like that. Totally, uh, very, uh, of course, like. 
those ones that you very um, prepare, you know, but um, I think that was kind of, that's the beauty of anyone that does that, you know, that yeah. when they speak are just from their heart and um, just natural, so natural, so that'll be. Yeah, you know, I'm in Toastmasters and so there's, every meeting is to help you become a more effective speaker and better. Right. There's different roles and people will listen for different things and then at the end there's like an after action review and like, hey Larry, you said uh, oh, uh, you know, three times or, <clears throat> and then there's different things that people are taught to become more eloquent and, you know, make less mistakes. But... You can screw every word up, and you can stutter, and you can have pregnant pauses, but if you're talking, if you're speaking from your heart, and you're making a connection, mm -hmm. people don't care about yeah, any of that crap. Away. They don't. So, yeah. and some people are very good at speaking from the heart, and other people are, they don't, you know, they try, and, they, and, and again, so there, there's, it's okay, but I think what happens is a lot of times people are too focused on how am I going to be perceived? Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to say this right. I'm not going to, they're going to look, I'm not, you know, my hair's messed up or I don't have that problem, but other people <laughs> might, <laughs> you know? And, and when you're focused on that and you're focused on your, how you're being perceived, it's very hard to have a connection. It's very hard to get that message out. Mm -hmm. But if you don't care any about any of that, that message is refined, even though you're not, the delivery might not be perfect, but if you're speaking from your heart and that's what you're thought about, that's what you're thinking, I, I believe that nobody cares about any of the other stuff. Yeah. So the message is what's important. So that's kind of my, my own perspective on that whole thing. But Victoria, 100% spoke from her heart. And oh, that's yeah. not something that can be taught. That's something no. that you either have or you don't. So, yeah. so now... Fast forward, and you started the Victoria Sparks of Joy, right? Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit specifically about that. Well, right at the beginning is, uh, the beginning of Victoria Sparks of Joy, honestly, was uh, because Brianna decided to, to start it. Uh, it was in the back of my mind that Victoria wanted a legacy, but honestly, uh, I was too, um, and, you know, of course, yeah, very, all of us, we were, were not, well, at least, we were not ready. Even Brianna, I believe, we were not ready. And in, in, in a way that, uh, you know, you need to have this enthusiasm to start something, uh, you know, with joy and all that, when really it, it was a, a devastation within us, you know. Uh, still to now, you know, we miss her tremendously. Uh, and But but right at the beginning, it's still worse, you know. Every single day after you bury your child, uh, it's, 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 it's just, uh, how can I say? I mean, you need to... You need help to breathe. You miss your child so much that um, it becomes a devastation uh, in every single angle of us as a humans. And um, and you're struggling with that when Brianna says, "Mom," uh, because Brianna, Brianna knew that Victoria wanted a legacy. So, Mom, uh, I want to start Victoria's legacy, and I'm like, "Well, I, I can't, honey." I said, "We, I just can't, can't do that. Uh, this is very hard. Yeah, this very soon." Well, I want to start it. So Rihanna says, I don't know, but I want to start Victoria's Legacy, and I really want to do it. And that was like what? Um, right at the end of uh, Victoria passed away in November 7, 
Um, and then Viviana was pushing for it already in January, this December, January. And yeah. I'm like, I can't do this. But um, I saw Brianna, uh, the same way that I would respect Victoria and her way that she was uh, handling her young life, you know, with cancer. I also did not want to stop Brianna on her own plans as young as she was. So I needed to apply the same um, the same principles when that we apply with Victoria, apply with Brianna, do and respect what she was wanting to do. I said, oh, God, please help me. I'm going to support now, Brianna. <laughs> With this, I, I and, and this is worse than you know. We're we're carrying this heavy cross. Oh, Miss Victoria tremendously and loving her like never before. And um, well, then she all of a sudden, Brianna, it's funny because she will come from high school, um, going through a very difficult time in high school too. Brianna uh, had a hard time adapting again to school, and um, and she was coming. She was in class and she was drawing logos and her own names how to call Victoria's legacy and Brianna. So you're serious about it, Brianna, huh? I am. So she, look, Mom, and I still have those at home. Oh, cool. I have the drawings and the names that she was trying to come up with. And um, and uh, that's the way she, everything started. So I said, okay, so you want to do it? Let's call some friends. Let's. What is your plan, Brianna? Uh, I said, well, you know, Victoria wanted to impact people in the Ronald McDonald house and in the hospital and everywhere. So well, let's start Ronald McDonald House, which is Los Angeles, Ronald McDonald House, a very dear place for us, because uh, it became our second home, and uh, the staff became like a family for us, and they treated us like, I mean, that that place really became uh, a really second home, and a blessing for the Smithman family. Wow, I don't know that we we met people there that were from other countries, uh, had been stuck there for over a year. Wow. And over there to get a hotel, I had to get a hotel a couple of times. It was like 150 for a dump, and it was so you know semi safe. Had to go to Glendale and stuff, but you know I feel for people because the cost there, the safety and everything, um, it's tough. I mean, Ronald McDonald House is a god savior. I mean, it just well the the staff. I have to say this, yeah. you know, the the, the people, the staff in the, in the house. Everyone treated us very well, you know. The people behind you don't, the people that you don't see, uh, who's handling, you know, the whole what's happening, you know, to give shelter to families like us. But seriously, ill children, uh, your son that recovers on the passed away, and it's a, uh, it's a very so awesome place to be, and also, um, uh, you know, having all these people behind the scenes that are taking care of us is amazing. So. Was it when Victoria was in the hospital and then you guys, you two, and then maybe and Brianna came to the Ronald McDonald House? The or? Ronald McDonald House is right behind the hospital. Uh, yeah. LA for the Children's Hospital Los Angeles is almost right behind the hospital. It doesn't just carry uh, or take care of families from the uh, CHLA, also from all mm. the hospitals. Well, I remember from my own personal experience when Sage was in the hospital. He was in the NICU for a little over seven months and... The Ronald McDonald House was something for parents like us that our kid was in the, inside the hospital, and so yes. that's why I was curious: was Victoria in the hospital and you guys stayed? Yes. Yes. Okay. And even in, even even like when she we had she had the thirty days of uh, radiation, so we were going back and forth. So it was uh, outpatient, care, uh, you know, um, uh, treatment. So we will go and take radiation, and we'll come back to the McDonald House. So they shelter families. Now the child can be in the hospital, or the child can be in certain treatment where they have to keep going back and forth, and they need to have a place 
because for whatever reason the child got through something. So it's just a, a, a shelter for a child going through very difficult times or coming from other <coughs> parts of the uh, <coughs> uh, country or the world. And you know, we avoided that place. The, the first go around of chemo and stuff, uh, they offered that to us and we avoided it because our thoughts were, let's keep a normalcy. You know, let's get her home and she's in her own environment, not with other kids that are, you know, are afflicted or sick. And that was kind of a mistake. I mean, we did it. And, but when we started staying there, we saw that, you know what, there's an advantage to doing this. They have a family support team. So if you're having a rough day or a rough moment, you can sit down and talk with someone, or Vicki could have talked with someone, or she could have, or even Brianna. But they've got a good support system there. So I would just tell anybody, if you're in that, don't avoid it. It's it's a good place to be. It's a positive place to be. And sometimes being around those folks, it, it helps you. You know, you realize you're not alone in this situation. And they, Ron McDonald House did some, just some wonderful things. And we saw people there that, you know, were living on pocket change. But you know what? In the pantry, there's always cereal. There's always canned goods. There's something that they can eat there. And, you know, it, it's just a savior for them. So I would advise if anybody hears this, do what you can to support Ronald McDonald House. If you're Especially the L.A. one. Yes. <laughs> if you're afflicted with anything, don't avoid them. Embrace them. And, you know, if you have a way to do donations or help out, please help them. It's a, it's a just a well-orchestrated organization. So. And sometimes you guys take donations for Ronald McDonald House, right? Well, we, because it's one of our programs on yeah. the Victoria's Parks of Joy. So uh, one of our program, programs is to support the, the Los Angeles Ronald McDonald House. And in that program, too, we collect things for the house. And... Um, also, we have this youth group, you know, that is uh, our volunteers to take care of the families and children there when we go visit. So, How old are they, uh, the, the youth the group? Youth group um, they can join uh, teens, when, uh, teens in high school from grades to 9 to 12. Um, why do we do those ages? It's because they're a bit more mature um, on going into an environment where they may take care of even if it's just a, for a couple of hours, where they gotta take care of these parents and children that are, can be from cancer to any other kind of illness, because they host, they they shelter families with children, certainly ill children with any kind of, you know, physical uh, um, challenge. Uh, so, um, so those the youth group, we, if you if they are beyond uh, uh, the the. Uh, uh, what uh, 17, 18, 19, that's okay, they can join, still be part of the group, but um, pretty much it's from ages, uh, what is it, 14, 15, 14, almost 15, yeah. and a while. We, um, and, and just to tell what we do there, you know, when we set up before pandemic, unfortunately, um, we set up a day, so we'll go out and we'll set up like maybe 10, 12, 14 tables, and you know, like around Mother's Day, she did a purse drive. If anyone's got a low mileage purse, you know, or almost new, donate it. And, you know, then we started doing the, the kids. We let them come out with the activities. We're the logistics. We, we give them a place to meet. We give them transportation to get them to the McDonald house. We take care of the coordination. But all of this is the kids. We, we put the onus on them to come up with things. So we've done uh, nail polish. 
<laughs> um, my buddy's an artist, and he does um, uh, mosaic artists with tiles, so he brings stuff in. And it's a funny, out, out of 12 or 14 things that we've targeted the kids, there are some things that the moms gravitate to or the parents, like the nail polishing. And we did the purses at one time. This one lady was almost in tears. She goes, I feel like I'm at spa today. You know, wow. she took to it. So the mom started coming over and get, we, we thought it would be the teens. The moms came over and started getting their nails done. And yeah. And we thought it was going to be oriented for more for the children, but now the moms, get, moms, parents need to be pampered there too. Yeah. But they're going through so much. So we try to incorporate that in, pamper the parents, pamper the kids, and make it a fun day. So, and it, and it works out very good. We serve them, a, a, we try to come up with a good meal for them. And with the food, with the with the you know the table set up where they can come out and do crafts or nail polishing or or whatever, it seems they they like us. I mean, whenever they see our name up there, they're pretty happy and they know. And it's funny because it's it's just just the families in one the house, but also one of the uh, the other the, the other uh, part of the joy of this is that um, it is so uh, rewarding to see uh, the youth being involved. Oh yeah. You know. Uh, and, and learning the art of serving others, mm. and especially when they see children. Because, uh, I mean, you don't expect to see these children being so seriously ill. Um, and it's an impact for them to see that. Um, maybe while, while they are enjoying life, you know, there are other ones that are not having a good time from very young age teenagers and all that so it's an experience all the way around for the youth group uh, because they get to you know um, they get to not just to hear about it see it on TV but get their hands experience experience yeah. it get their hands they are that when I when we are going there we tell the, the, tell them you know you are going to be one-on-one -on -one. you're not coming like being helpers you're volunteering not just you're not gonna be moving just tables and chairs setting up and I'm gone, I'm done. No. You actually we can do that, but you're gonna do the main job and it's to sit them behind the table and you're gonna be talking to the mothers, the children, and some kids are so thirst uh, thirsty of, of you know, having fun that when they see teenagers are like Yay, you know, this is going to be fun. It's like, uh, they are like me almost. Like, they, I can relate to them. They know they're going to be fun. And uh, they like that. The, the, the families there, the children love to see that. And we, we um, offer them that platform where they can experience the one-on-one -on -one, uh, relationship with a child that they can, they're helping them directly, not indirectly. Not just I'm gonna do this and then send it and making it happy. No, they, uh, uh, you know, they get to actually be there and interact directly with those families and children and see from themselves, you know, what is to um, serve uh, seriously ill children. Very interesting. There's three things that stick with my mind from from this on our side of the fence, I guess I would say, but. Um, you know, I remember being there one time and this little boy was just clinging on to the boys. And the mom came over and said, my God, he won't even come down here to eat. I've never seen him this happy. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I remember. And the second <clears throat> one was a little girl that was clinging on to the girls there and she just stuck and was doing crafts over and over again. 
it, it was to the point of kind of a little bit of annoyance, but you know what? The girls took it very well. They they embraced her in, and she had a great day. And then the third, this always sticks with me. We always get to the Ronald McDonald house, and as we're setting him up, we get a quick meeting and say, okay, we're going to set up over here, you know, start talking about it. And this little boy, he must have been about five or six, comes up and starts playing the piano. Oh, he was like, he was like five. Yeah. yeah. He was four or five, something like Real loudly, and we thought, what's he doing, you know? We're, we're, we'd never get upset. We just kind of no, smiled. No, no, it was beautiful. And, it was, and it was actually playing beautiful. beautiful. This kid was blind. Oh, wow. He didn't realize what was going on, but he heard a couple of voices, and he played very well. The father said that he heard, like, there were young ones coming, yeah. like the voices of the teenagers, and he got excited on showing what he could do. We thought he was he was able to see. Yeah, because he looked Cause like he, he like, didn't look, so, look like it. You know? Wow. And he's blind. So that... Th- Right there, that testimony, the teenagers keep bringing it over. Those ones that experience that moment, they said, one thing that we cannot forget is seeing this blind kid and happy. I think the impact oh. that it has is that they they see that these kids are, they have some, you know, situations. Uh, like this kid is blind, and they see them smile and be so joyful. So the, I, it's a message right there for them. Well, look at the kids. Talking about adversity, but you say, how do you face adversity yeah. in life? And they go directly to, to experience children with serious adversities and still being able to give the biggest smile. Look at the kid from that was adopted that we became friends from the mom. Remember they moved to San Diego? Kid was from Indonesia, I think. She had adopted him. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he'd be there at the house. Mm-hmm. We remember because they were staying there. Monta, and Monta, Monta. Uh, the kid would be... I don't know, he's somewhat of a character, but he was kind of quiet. And when we get there, oh, my God, he'd light up. He was just like an entertainer, you know, joking and everything. So, you know, that's one side of the coin. The other side is our kids that have been there. We've, you know, we've had some kids that have made career choices doing this. Uh, one was a good friend of my daughter Brianna's, uh, Jocelyn. And she uh, she's now going to go after uh, pediatric. What was it? And this is psychology, um, child life, child psychology, life. and child life because of Kevin's experience uh, to visit sick children in the hospitals and in the Romagala house. So. so there's a lot of positive on both sides. The kids that are doing this, I think they learn about giving. Some of them had, I think, career altering experiences with this, and you know the kids that we help. You know, and it's not. When I say we, I'm saying collectively, the kids that serve these kids and <clears throat> what we do to just get them involved and get them there. But it's this thing's gone quite a bit differently in some ways than I think we ever expected it to do. And, and thanks to many people. Yeah, i got to say thanks to many people. Uh, we don't want to take credit for whatever we have done so far because, honestly, um, alone we can do too little, and that's so true. Honestly, uh, I mean, <laughs> yes, alone we can do too little. And uh, um, this is thanks to a, a, a lot of people behind, from oh, yeah. the volunteers, the parents of the volunteers, um, the givers, our donors, uh, people like you that supported Victoria yes. from day one, uh, you know, friends, the community. Uh, we can name all these wonderful people that, Supported Victoria when she was alive, you know, on her journey, and then they move forward to keep supporting now her legacy. So um, 
to speak about just us or what how Brianna had that spark. I always tell Brianna, we had the spark and you make it like go. <laughs> you know, I think what's Victoria, the spark, of course, but but <clears throat> it will be too uh, selfish to just say that, oh, you know, this made my family. That will be uh, yes, no. seriously selfish because honestly, um, we, we can, it's, it's like an ad. Um, the three of us would have done this, honestly. You know, of course, under the blessing of God, we couldn't. We just can't, actually. We just couldn't and we can't. So, uh, what do we do without volunteers? Who's making those children smile in, in the Los Angeles McDonald's house? The teenagers, right? Uh, who's making um, things possible with providing food and shelter and help and touching now? Because we, uh, Children's Hospital Los Angeles, um, authorized us to become one of the organizations to be in their system for uh, social services and oncology. So now uh, children uh, in their hospital uh, are referred to us when they are seriously ill, and in, we focus more on the needy families, if you want to say it like that, or terminal children, you know, with cancer. So now um, social services at CHLA and oncology is uh, referring us to children. And, and that's just for, so once you get a referral, what happens then? Oh, we move forward with um, Backs of Joy and Passion and Family Support. And uh, Backs of Joy is the uh, putting uh, bags of happiness for them. So we tell them, you have this amount of money. Give us all what the kid wants within this amount of money, and we'll get it for them. So we pack their favorite toys or whatever <coughs> we can buy with this certain amount of money. And um, and then uh, we, with the patient family support, we give them a gift card or gas card. And then after we accomplish that, we continue to support the family with gas cards or food cards. Now, if the child, after we drop off those bags of joy, but then it was, my child needs uh, pajamas, my child needs this, you know, the patient, uh, we'll go ahead and take care of it because we know what is to be there. We, we got, we saw, Victoria received so much, so much of many people that we believe that every child has that right. And even though we cannot do everything we want to because of fina financially, uh, we still try to do whatever we can. If the mom says, like recently this mom says, my, my, my child, we help them already with the bags of joy and we give them already the passion and family support, which is the gift, uh, uh, gas card, which is what the parents want the most. Yes, for and sure. And then the chick me says, my daughter needs um, a pediatric badly and I don't have money to buy it. Can you help me? Of course. I mean, where do I send you the gift card? You go, you go get it wherever you want to go get it because they were not, they, they're in LA. They said, can I get fast enough to you? Because it's all the way to LA. So, but I, I'll send you this to you, um, and you know, uh, by email. So go get the, the uh, pediatrician for your child. And stuff like that, you know, we can, we move forward helping them with the, how can you say no? We were in that situation and we had people there mm. helping us, you know, and not hearing a mother say, I don't have a way to get them their favorite drink or this pediatric because she's in radiation doesn't want to eat anything but just drink pediatric can you please she asked me ask us to actually drop off the pediatric all the way in the hospital like we can go to the hospital at this moment so i don't want you to wait until i can go so get the pediatric right away here's the money go get it can you do can do you have do you have someone to go get it for you yes i do even if it's a nurse that's going making the paper so go get it so that's those kind of details of the kids continue to have to need care, and especially when we know what is to be there. You need something and you may not have the funds to do it. Uh, it's, it's, it's very devastating for the parent. 
to have your child ask you for something that you cannot provide and the child is so ill. So especially those terminal children with term terminal cancer. So if somebody wanted to reach out and help or <clears throat> get a hold of you, how would they find you? Well, um, we they can. Um, we are in the midst to build a website, and it's our fault because we haven't. We have already the web designer, and this guy is amazing. So he's ready to go. He's excited to help us. Um, but we are right there with a, sending content where he can put it all together. But for now, um, it's email and uh, uh, email, and they can send us direct messages on Victoria's Person Joy page on Facebook and Victor's Pastor Joy page on Instagram. So either direct messages there, email is the best, you know, uh, because it's then you can print and track all who's, you know, communicating with you. Um, that's the best. And what was the email address again? It's a v, uh, Victoria Sparks of Joy at gmail.com. But it's just it's, V, V, v is, Sparks of Joy. V is Sparks, uh, v Sparks of Joy.com for now, but, um, We'll, we're going to be changing everything to a, an email for .org in the future. When the website is all finished, um, we're going to be having all under uh, the, the website, and it, our, our email address will change. So it will be .org at the end. So, but we, we, we are in the midst of that. But for now, it's vsparsojoy at gmail.com. Okay. And like you said, on Instagram and on Facebook, yeah, Victoria Sparks of Joy. It's just first to joy. A lot of the parents in the hospital reach us like that because everyone is on social media, so they find easier just to send a direct message to us Very on cool. our on our page. Well, hopefully, um, you'll have some a lot of content on that little hard drive that I gave you because there's Thank there's you. a lot of there's a lot of great content on there. Again, it's just raw footage, but at some point, you know. We can, I can put stuff together, you can have whoever, but at least you have it, and I think going through it should be, should be, um, I, I think it'll be good. It Thank so, you. We appreciate good. that. Appreciate a lot. And, and you know, everything comes in time, too, right? Because I think sometimes, so I think you're maybe at, when when everything first happened, maybe it wasn't the right time, because maybe you it, it hurt too much or whatever, but I feel like, you know, I... I I don't know, but I think this was the right time that you're supposed to have all the footage. Thank you. So, because we we, really we talked about doing it before, yes. but it just never happened. It's just for one reason or the other. Okay, we had to go and ask you. We gotta get this from Scott. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> right, um, like you say, you know, there's a time for everything, right? A perfect time for yes. everything. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Well, I think that this was a really good. I, I mean, we could do this all damn day long because <laughs> I have a lot of questions, oh, yeah. and I know you guys have a lot of things that you can a lot of insights to put out there but um i know i want to be respectful of your time and i know you guys had some place to go so mm -hmm. we can cut it off and then maybe do uh a round two or if you guys have any things that come up if you guys want to use this for any however oh, i you. can help i will help i'm there I'm, thank you yeah and absolutely to us to you thank you for what you did for Victoria, um, yes. you know, that B-Day, she was super, oh, super happy when you man. did that through uh, What's the Unsung Hero. Um, it, it was just amazing that she was so excited for her birthday, and uh, the, after that, you know, having uh, this, having an hour block, that B-Day celebration. It was a really impact. It was also in a time where we were proce processing yet her death, and yeah. 
and it was, uh, but it's still, you know, there was something there that kept pushing us, keep going. I think it's like she was, you know, rolling for all of us and from heaven. So uh, thank you so much, uh, Scotty, yes. for what, uh, for all the joy that you brought to Victoria yeah. during her time of being here. You brought a lot, so thank you so much. We appreciate what you did through your your uh, nonprofit organization too, to make wow. her feel happy. <clears throat> well, I think you hit the nail on the head when with that whole um, the the legacy for Victoria and how it it pushes you right to show the joy right, and so that same thing happened with me, and my little brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember your brother. See, this is yeah. still there, right? Yeah. This, my <clears throat> brother. Yeah. But it's impossible not to have still that joy with eight. It's a heartache. It's like yeah. I have. It is. It is both things at the same time. Yeah, and so thank you for allowing me to to help. So that's where that's where this whole thing is. It works out, you know. And then you are helping other people, and then we all just keep doing that, and if, and we're focused on that. You know, and and it is a choice. It, sometimes it's a hard choice, but we always have the choice on on how we direct that because that emotion is there, yeah. and it's either gonna be powerful pushing you down or it's gonna be powerful pushing something else up. And yeah. if you can direct it mm-hmm. to help push somebody else up, I think that is that's it requires like efforts, huh? what's that it requires efforts because uh, yeah. it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's way much easier to go to the other side where. We can become either bitter or, you know, devastated in ways that it takes us a long, long time to recover. But um, there's something that is t- when there's something good telling us, you know, you know, that's what your brother telling yeah. you, hey, you you can you can do good things out of this, you know. You're missing me. I know they know they know that we miss them, right? Yeah. yeah. There's something that tells us that they know we miss them, but it's a way to turn things around and. Uh, and then you start seeing what comes out out of it, you know, unsung hero, what did for Victoria. Uh, oh. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, and then when uh, both of us doing things to help the other kids that you know, mm-hmm. the Elijah with Duchesne's and yes, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Gosh. and then we had the other girl that had um, had to have her eye amputated. Remember that? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, so, she's, she's doing good. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, the family. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So there there are things that. Let's you just know, don't forget that there's good. The, the, um, this is we're called to to do that. You know, they are called to. That's our main. I believe that that's that's another thing I learned from Victoria. She always believed that um, I'm here for a mission. There's a video there where she very explicit right before. Uh, that was like two months before she passed away. Yeah. Um, I believe that I came here for a mission, and I'm accomplishing my mission. <laughs> and I believe that that's what it is for all of us. You yeah. Know? It's not just Victoria, but for all of us, that's what we have. And, uh, you know, we were accomplishing our mission in every single way that God is pointing to go. Pointing cool. us to go. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Well, Scott. thank you very much well, for coming thanks. here, driving over here to the... Studio C. I <laughs> love it. It's cool. It's, it's very nice. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm happy that it's actually here, and you know these kind of situations and conversations can come up, and and you know there's somebody somewhere that's driving at some point that's going to be listening sure. to this, and it's going to make a difference, and it's going to help. Maybe they're going to donate something to the Ronald McDonald Foundation, or maybe they're going to volunteer with your organization, and then that 
that benefit that somebody else is going to receive that's hurting, that is suffering, that is something like that. So, so this being able to do that, set this up here and, and have an impact. And again, we don't know the ways, but I am a firm believer that if you're doing something in a positive direction and you're pushing for the right reasons, that there will be ripple effects. There will be things that, that will benefit that we don't understand right now. Right. And that's okay. So. David yeah, told me many times that. Hey, mom, when I, when I will go into my, my negative zone, <laughs> she'll tell me, hey, mom, you know, she will, she will come back to me and say to me, you know, you don't know what God's doing. You don't know what you, what's going to happen in the future. And I'm like, oh, I don't even even think in the future, not tomorrow. <laughs> She's seeing things way ahead. And I'm like, I know, Victoria, I understand. So come on, cheer up. You know, it's going to be okay when they gave us out the state of news or that she's going to face something else. And we're like, oh, I will go to my negative song, you know, like, <laughs> again. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, for people out there, like you say, you know, um, that doubt, that um, thing, uh, adversity can be turned around and something good can come out, out of it. Um, it's biblical and it happens. Yeah. So um, it is possible. Well, I want to end this on a, on, on a little bit of a serious note, but a, a funny note at the end. You know, <clears throat> the day we uh, drove Victoria, it was going to be a hospice situation at the hospital. And <clears throat> when we get out to L.A., I'd always get off there by Alameda Station. And there was a homeless guy always there with a the thing. And Vicky'd, Dan, let's give him something. They always give him a few bucks. And the day we went in the hospital, she was almost incoherent, and she was holding on to Brian, or Veronica in she the back seat. She was very much uh, already kind of, um, she was not even open her eyes anymore, hardly speaking, just going a hard time. And Brianna goes, oh, Dad, look, there's that guy, you know, we normally help. Uh, Mom, do you have a couple of bucks? And she said, well, I can't get to my purse, Victoria's. She and Victoria very, almost very pushed her away, to, I mean, to do that. You know, to give the guy a few bucks. She she was like that. We'd be driving and someone was holding up a sign or Dad, can we stop and sure. And oh, she was just a, giving. There's a lot of lot of story of things to say. There's some things that we, we won't be able to share, but Well let me finish on my happy you know. note because I, I I told everybody a little bit of a heart wrenching thing, but I'll tell you something on my daughter. Don't get upset for me telling this, but it's mm-hmm. funny. Um, Vicky was a joker. And about a couple years before, you know, when she was still real coherent and stuff, I got a new phone. And I was having a hard time. I had a meeting <laughs> in the morning, all this stuff going on, and it was key people. And Vicky says, oh, Dan, I'll set your phone up for you. And so she set it up and brings it over and shows me everything. And I'm like, oh, God, man, she <laughs> saved my butt. So the next morning, going to this conference room, I'm with 10, 12 key executives and sitting there. I'm going to do a, a, a presentation. And sitting there for five minutes, and all of a sudden, my phone starts to ring. And I hear this different ring, and I hear this uh, calling. I go, what? And it gets louder. And louder. Oh, no. And then finally it comes out. <laughs> An asshole is calling you. <laughs> and I see all these faces at the table looking around like, who the hell's phone is that? And I'm under the table. I'm surprised to break my phone in half. I'm pinching every button and squeezing everything, and it finally stopped. And I thought, oh, that little turd. She, she pranked me. She was me. a joker. Oh, Victoria God, yeah. Joe, 
she she died. Oh, that's I'm gonna funny. change my dad's ringer with them. No, oh. this ringer. I don't know how she got it. They would, you know, how they those kids are very savvy and <laughs> yeah. things with the electronics. So oh. no, I wouldn't be upset. She would do some things. Yeah. Joe, she was uh, full of fun. You know, she was so fun. I'm like Larry said. Guess what happened? I'm in the meeting and. Girl, Victoria got my phone just so what she changed the ringer to this. <laughs> I like, really? Oh my god. It was so funny. That, well she it's smart because she set it up because I had a few phone calls before that. So she just set it up for a few that she I think she looked at my phone to see who normally contacts me and then put it for those for because I had a few calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. She she was a sharp little cookie, you know. Said, this person calls wanna ring like this and she put those I don't know how she got it, but it was so funny. Oh, well, Scott, thank, cool. thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Well, so I never did the introduction, but my name is Scotty Carlisle, and thank you for tuning in to the Move oh. Podcast. <laughs> Today we already just jumped right in, so we didn't have time for a good conversation or a good. We had a, we did have a good conversation. We didn't have time for a very good introduction. Yeah. That's my fault. But yeah. we have Larry and Veronica Smitherman here, oh, yes. and. Now you guys know them, so who cares about their name, right? You know them. And Victoria Sparks of Joy and V Sparks of Joy at yes. Gmail. Gmail.com. Gmail.com. And then you can also find them on Facebook and Instagram, Victoria Sparks of Joy. If you want to reach out to them, if you want to help out, whether it's Ronald McDonald Foundation, whether it's helping be a volunteer, so uh, you guys might be able to make some terminal ill children or very sickly children you might make their day and what an experience that would be so i urge if anybody's listening and you're trying to figure out what to do with your life take a second introduce yourself to larry and veronica and make a damn difference yes we appreciate that we really do (laughs) And <laughs> doing that, Scotty, with I you read. and everything. Yes. We learned that from people like you, too. So yes. thank you so Thanks. much. Awesome. Thank you. And I love you, but I got to leave you. See you guys next time. <laughs>